0: So we're still in Oris HaTor, Perk Aleph, Os Aleph. We read it last time, and we began to go through some interpretation, some attempt at deciphering the words of Rav Kook, because every word that Rav Kook used was with such precision, or was with an attempt at really um, profound exactitude in terms of what he, what word he chose and how it... Was in some way trying to carry with it the way that that word has been used in Sifri Chasidus, in Sifri Kabbalah, in Halachic literature. And so we have to be precise in our, in our reading. And so now we'll read it again. Usually we'll only have to read it one time, but since it's the first time, and last time was more of a. We were still in Bidur, it was in the dorms. So we'll start again from the beginning. Aleph Os Aleph, and now we'll read it a little bit more slowly. Torah b'chsav is almost untouchable. It surrounds in the word of makif, as opposed to knimi, which is a has Kabbalistic resonances to it. That there are those parts of the soul that are considered makifin, that are outside of the body, embodied feeling. In other words, we are not easily able to access them versus those parts that are called Pnimim in the Medjash Rabbah the Medjash Rabbah enumerates five different levels of the soul that are Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama Chaya and yechida. that's in the Medjash Rabbah that's not found in the Zohar and in the Sifrit Tzir or anything like that It's found in the Medjash Rabbah and what we do know from Sifrei Pnimi uh, Pnimius is that the first three are fundamentally different than the other two the Nefesh Chaim talks about this The first three, that's why the acronym for them are naran chai. Naran is a self-contained unit, those three, and then chai is a self-contained unit. And that's spelled nun resh, quote mark nun, uh, which stands for nefesh roch neshama, and then space, chai, chesiod, because those first three are called Kochos pnimian. They're the neshama as they are expressed and felt more clearly within the human being. The nefesh is the vital soul that allows us freedom of movement, the Ruach is our emotional capacity and the Neshama is our spiritual capacity and those more or less that I have words to describe that in terms of our phenomenological experience in the world Chaya and Yechida we could speak about theoretically what it means it's the place where the Neshama attaches to Knesset Yisrael, to this over soul of the Jewish people, it's already like what is that, I don't even know I don't have any experiential you know, maybe in some very far off way, I tasted a uh, an echo of that in some time in my life of being like completely attached to the oversoul of the Jewish people or the Chida that place where the Neshama literally attaches to Kut Shubrichu itself that Chelek Elo Mal from its highest place but those are called Makifin and so the Torah Shevech we receive Hayoser Makif we receive it through and also as this very numinous type of image this picture which is very distant, it's it's fantastical, it's very hard to wrap our heads around. And therefore I mentioned last time that the Alter Rebbe, who certainly was in the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, uh, which is quoted many times in the Mishnah Bura, the Alter Rebbe paskind in the Shulchan Aruch that there's a difference between when one studies Torah Shebech and when one studies Torah Shebech When you study Torah Shebech if you have no idea what you're reading, but you're just reading the words, you're just so to speak, chas to use this word, but you're just davening the the Torah Shabbat, you should also know what you're saying, but let's say the way that people colloquially use the word davening, you're davening the Torah Shabbat, you're just reading the text of, of Tehillim, or of, of Nochum, or of uh, Yerbyahu, or of, of Torah Moshe, of the five books of, of Moses, and you're reading it without having any Havana whatsoever, you're still Yots of the Mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Why? Because as we're saying here, you fundamentally don't understand what you're saying anyway. It's makif, it's completely beyond you. As opposed to when you're learning Torah Shabbat, when you're studying Medrash Halacha, or you're studying a a Gemara, or you're studying a Halachic text from the 15th century. So whatever you're studying in Torah Al Peh, you need to understand it to fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah because, as we're going to see momentarily, Torah Al Peh is much more related to the world of human intellect and understanding. I also mentioned last time um, that the word Tzior, in different variant Manuscripts of Rivkuk's Ursa uh, Torah should be written as tsinur. That we receive it through this pipeline. Not tz- tzior means this this image, this almost like uh, this residual kind of trying to focus on this impression of what the Torah is, which is what the Torah Sab is. It's an impression of some higher Torah, but not precise, like an artist's rendition, which is imprecise, as opposed to um, the, use of the word sinor, which speaks more about the delivery vehicle, we're receiving it through these very high pipelines of the soul. When we learn the Torah Shavuach we feel somehow the beautiful, shining light of all of existence. Not only because, as we find in the writings of the Maharal and R' and others, that which is really found in earlier sources in the Zohar Kadosh and the Medrash the that the Torah is the blueprint of the Torah. Hashem looked into the Torah, he created the world. So we, when we read the Torah, we feel that we're touching somehow the blueprint that Hashem used to create the entire cosmos. Not just so that we can understand how we put on our tefillin in the morning. Or what makes a kosher apostle Esau of But we feel that somehow the mystery of the leaves that are blowing in the wind are somehow being organized and are being conducted based on this Mysterious text of the Torah Shebich We feel the teferis aura, but not only that, but also there's a unilateral experience to it. In the same way that creation, creation is, is unilateral. Hashem didn't get any help in the creation of the world. That's also what Ravkuk is saying here. We feel the havhakas teferis aura, that shining, beautiful light, hachaya the, klalis the shining light of real existence, shel hayakum, of all of existence, in the sense that when Hashem created the world, Hashem created the world without anybody's help. And in the same way, when Hashem created the Torah Shebech Sav, it's without anybody's help. The Torah Shebech Saav is I speak to Moshe Rabbeinu He writes down word for word exactly what it is that I want. And so in this sense, the creation of the world, which is a one-way street, Hashem did it alone without our help, the Torah Shebech Sav is also a one-way street. If all of Am Yisrael gets together and decides that we want to change the Torah Shabbat, we have no right. In the same way that if all of Am Yisrael gets together and decides that we want to somehow change and alter the laws of nature, we can't, that the laws are, are there. Da'im we, yadal we, sh- we fly above any intellect or any logic. dayim is like a lushan of, uh, of, of like a kite. We fly up like a kite, like we're holding on to the string and the kite is like flying and taking us with it. We call Hegyon above all logic and all intellect. Chasim we feel like the word Chush. We feel in it the Ruach Elokim Elyon mirachefes alenu. We feel the divine spirit of Hashem mirachefes hovering alenu over us and over it. Nogas ve'inu nogas. It's touching, but it's not touching. It's somehow almost in the world, but it's just barely peering into this world. Tasa al it it flies over it glides over the face of our lives from above and shines its light into our life ha the light shines it sparks the choder and it penetrates bakol into everything it 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 Descends into everything that is under the heavens. it comes from above the heavens, but it um, it soaks into everything that is under the heavens or It is not the spirit of the nation that that generates or that generates this great light but I, I mentioned last time that the word means to generate but it also shares, a with the word halal, which means to, like, like to chilul Hashem, to, to somehow defile or in, in some way um, create a, a vacant space. Because, as I mentioned before, since the nation itself is not responsible for generating the Torah, it therefore has no, we, don't, we need not fear, nor are we capable of in any way altering or defiling the text of the Torah. It is pure, it is, it is indefiable. Ruach Kim yotzer kol it is not the nation that generates the Torah, rather it is the Spirit of God, Yotzer Kol, the creator of everything, Yitzra, that creates it, that creates the Torah, that creates her. Torah Zos Yitziras This Torah of life sits at the foundation of the entire world. Ad the Torah Saf. This is the experience of the Torah when we come to the Torah Sheba'al Peh, we already have descended into practical life, into, into real life. When I use the word real, I don't mean real in the sense of true and false, but in the sense of realized. It is life realized, as opposed to life in its ideal form, which is what the Torah really centers around. The Torah is the ideal form of creation. It is the, is the world as it should be. The Torah Shaba'a Peh is already much more interested in what happens when things don't fit neatly into the Torah Which is why, if you take three steps back and you look at the Torah Shaba'a from the Torah Sheba'al Peh's view, you'll recognize that all of the intricate back and forth and machlokas that exists within the Torah Shaba'a Peh agrees to 95%. Everybody agrees that the Esrog is the Esrog. Everybody agrees that the Esrog needs to have a certain beauty to it. They're arguing about is the pagam in the Esrog if the pitom is missing just the teeniest top part of the pitom or if there's anything that's left from the Ukits, or if there's a tiny dot on the top or what if it's in the middle or the arguments the of the Torah is generally about that sliver of trying to make this, what happens when it doesn't twin with reality so perfectly? The perfect reality is that your s is perfect. The perfect reality is that you blew the tekiahs perfectly. Ah, but what happens if you only blew Zion Tarmutin instead of Teisha Tarmutin? What if you blew it for nine, uh, for only seven, uh, you know, modes of time, as opposed to the full nine measure? So then we have to start talking about what happens when it's not perfect. The Torah is interested in twinning this ideal Torah, to the world. Yom Trua is all that we know about the shofar. All of the dinim that we find that are, that are encased within the laws of the Mishnabruah and the Aruch Hasholchan and the Chuvos from Rav Moshe Feinstein and from the Tzitz Eliezer and from all the postkim are all dealing with this world that we're trying to enter into that's called Yom Trua. That somehow the shofar, that mechanism of the shofar, of blowing the shofar, brings us into the space of being in this world called Yom Trua, The day of blowing the shofar. Well, how do we actually do that when we're trying to bring it down into the real world into the realized world which is why that variant text makes a lot of sense because here it's sinor, sinor it's the second sinor of the neshama not that high sinor which is makif which is not even fully descending into the soul but is somehow only reverberating around it and so we feel the reverberation of the warmth of that of that place at, somehow dripping into our life from a very high place no gas, no gas not that but a second pipeline that actually comes into our lives, a Atsinor a pipe which actually comes much closer to practical life. We feel the ruach now, not of only the ruach elukim, but now the ruach ha'uma, the national spirit of the nation. Hakshura kishal heves like a like a shalheves, like a flame, which somehow comes out of, the, out of the coal. Whatever that mysterious event horizon of combustion that's taking place where somehow fire is coming out of a stone, and it's hard to tell even where exactly this stone ends and the fire begins, in the Torah Sheva Peh, there's this mysterious kind of link between the Torah Shebech and the Torah Al Alpeh. Ad I once heard from Rav Hirschel Shechter Shlita. Rav Shechter taught us that there is a comment from the Sefer Be'er Sheva. The Be'er Sheva was written by someone named uh, Ravi Dov Ellenberg. Uh, Ravi Dov Ellenberg wrote a Sefer Be'er Sheva, a small little Sefer on Shas. And um, he has a comment which I believe is found in Mesechet Horios. So it's an, an, a not so commonly studied Sefer on a comment of a not so commonly studied Mesechta. in Mesechet Horios. There, Rav Ellenberg explains the Gemara in Gitten. There's a Gemara in Gitten, Adaf Samach. Where there's a machlokas between Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan, I believe. Don't quote me on it. It's a machlokas there. What is bigger? The Torah Shebech Sav or the Torah Sheval Pev? What is a larger body of text? Seems like a bizarre machlokas, no? I mean, like, it's pretty obvious. There's 24 books of the Tanah at a maximum, or 5 books of Moses at a minimum. And the Torah Shival Peh, at a maximum, is the Shas, let's say, and the Midrashim, the midrash Halacha, and at, at a minimum, it's the Shas and the midrash Halacha, and at a maximum, it's every book that's ever been, it's the birth of the spoken word is included in it. Every book that's ever been written is part of Torah Shevaal Peh, which <laughs> is the analysis of the, right, every book that's ever been any, you know, machination that any, any author ever thought of and trying to understand the, is, uh, any rumination is all part of the Torah Shival Peh. So, so which one is it? You know, is, it is it Torah know, is or is it Torah is Alpeh? So it can't be that we understand this Gemara in a, in a simple way because it's obviously Torah So Rav Yisachar Dov uh, Ellenberg explained in the Be'er Sheva that the Rambam in the introduction to the Perish Mishnayis codifies three different parts of the Torah there is the part of Torah Shab that's called Halacha Moshe Misinai. Halacha Moshe Mi has absolutely no source in Torah Shab no, no source whatsoever. Tefillin are black. Tefillin are square. Show me any source in the Torah Shab that has anything like that. Okay, there's a principle, Leika, Midi Doloramiza Baraisa. There's nothing that's not hinted to in some way in the Torah. Fine. But Halacha Moshe Misinai, the assumption is that these things have no. They're just straight from Halakha Moshem Sinai. Then you have a few... That's category number one. You have Halakha Then you have a few other things that are part of the Torah Pa, which are also not anywhere in the Torah Shul but are also not Halakha Moshem Yisina, like takanos Terabana, Hanukkah candles, Miguel's Esther, Moktza. These are takanos Terabana. Then you have a third category, which is all the Yud Gimomidus Shatoran, the which are trying to understand and to, un- and to elucidate somehow the Torah Shevech Sav. That's the third category. So the question is, those first two categories, the category of Halach Lomosh and the Takaros, those can be written on a small little page. So there, already, we could say, maybe Torah Shevich Sav is bigger than Torah That's real true Torah but what about the droshos of the Yud Gevomidus and drushim? Is that Tarshav or is that Because really, we're darshaning the Tarshav using very few rules of logic. But on the other hand, we are darshaning the Tarshav On the one hand, we're darshaning Tarshav It's psukim. And I could show you in the Pesach how I'm arriving at that understanding because there's an extra Vav here, there's a missing yud here, there's a, there's a we, we, why does it say that? in two different ways, backwards and forwards, and then we're making a drasha there. So it's in the Torah Sav, It's like clearly there in the text. The drasha is jumping off the page, but it's a drasha. So which one is it? And that's the machlokas in the Gemara and Gittin. Which is bigger, Torah Sav or Torah Shav Because it depends. If those drashas of the Yitnu Omido says says the Be'er Sheva. If those drashas are considered really Torah Shav, and Torah Shav is bigger, because really Torah Shav is just the halacha and and the takanos. But if those are really considered part of Torah Shavah then Torah is vade bigger, and that's what they're arguing about. So here, the shalheves begachelas. The you hear, you hear again. I don't know if R. Kook was channeling this particular Indian, but the poetry of R. Kook is using such beautiful lashon that the shalheves is attached to the gacheles in a way that where does the fire end? Where does the where does the coal begin? It's all kind of this one thing. This is the unique nature of the Torah Sheva The Torah Sheva follows this unique tzura. It's miyucha it's a comes from the fact that the Uma itself, the nation itself is causing this combustion to take place. It's certainly true. Now, Rav Cook was a mystic. I don't know that everybody... I was just talking about this a little bit with, with some of the other chevra, some of the shan Aleph guys. We were talking about the two extremes of way of looking at the Torah. One extreme would say that Torah's Moshe, the five books of Moshe, we can attribute a certain amount of precision to it. And therefore we can look at it with a certain lens of lending significance to those things. Whereas the Torah Shabal Peh, maybe we would... Give a pass and say it's human beings writing. So not every deal that the Rambam ever made needs to be, you know, like uh, the Sridesh. Rav Yaakov Weinberg wrote in Shadows and Chuba Sridesh. If you'd like to see the Chuv inside, I'll show it to you. He said Rav Chaim was such a genius that he could have written. Rav Chaim Brisker was such a genius he could have written the Rambam himself. But to say that he's saying pshat the Rambam, it's not the original intent of the author. Right? He could have written his own Mishnah Torah. He was such a genius, but he's darshaning the Rambam when it doesn't fit so nicely, he tries to make it work. So, whether we're going to attribute significance to everything the Rambam ever said, or in the way of the Hasidic masters, to look at every, you know, like Rav writes in a number of places, why is, you know, mitzvah 325 in the Sefer Mitzvah of the Rambam, why is that the particular mitzvah that was chosen for 3, 325? Why is mitzvah 355, we're learning that in the morning seder, why is mitzvah 355 in the Rambam's count of the Losa says, Kadesha? There shall not be a Kadesha amongst the Jewish, amongst the Benos Yisrael. Shouldn't have a promiscuous woman amongst the Jewish people. Why is that 355? What's 355 about that mitzvah? Rav would do that. He would the B'nai Sasra does it in a number of places. So that's the other extreme. You know, to even more than that, to say that, you know, that everything, forget, not just in the Torah, that every leaf that's moving is somehow significant in this way. So, Rav Kook falls out on this, you know, Rav Kook is mixing a lot of different things, but when push comes to shove, Rav Kook was a mystic. So Rav Kook says, V'adai Torah torahs Hashem. Everything that every, but he's going to show that it's in Chazal. Everything that the Torah ever says, anything that any book has ever written about the Torah Hashem, is certainly, excuse me, anything that any human being that's called torahs Adam. Anything a person ever wrote is Kalulihi the Torah Hashem. It's included within the Torah Hashem. And then he repeats himself Torah Hashem Higami. It's not only included in it, it is Torah Hashem. Every tshuva that was written by Shlomo Zalman Arbach is Torah Hashem. It has the stamp of Torah Hashem on it. That open eye. Like, uh, Pokei That open eye, shall tsofe bas who saw visions, tsofe, right? Who had visions bas with a clear, uh, with an opaque, with a with a clear lens. Hanem on bechol who was more trustworthy than anyone else in all of the house of God. Talking about Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Lo efshar shemimena shifas shall It's impossible that there would be hidden from his eye any of this life-giving shefa, any of this life-giving output in any way that it's, it's expressed. In other words, anything that David will ever say, and anything that any of you will ever say, is all included. Moshe Rabbeinu already knew it. We're just revealing it within the Torah she gamash. And now here he quotes Chazal. Right? This is a quote. From the Gemara, Gam Masha Talmud Vasik Asid Lachadish, Hakol Namar L'Moshe Sinai. Anything that the veteran student would ever come to be would ever in the future come to to have a novel insight into the Torah, Hakol Namar L'Moshe M'Sinai was already given to Moshe Rabbeinu from Sinai. We find this in the Gemara already. This losh Orim Halalu Olam Shaku and these two remarkable lights the light on the one hand of the Torah Sheva Alpeh and the light of the Torah Sheva that create a complete world because one without the other as the Ksava Kabbalah, Rav Yaakov Tzvi Mecklenburg writes in the Hakdamat to his sifra Ksav Kabbalah, which as I mentioned this a little bit last time Ksav Kabbalah, Ksav, the written Torah and the Kabbalah, the received tradition not Kabbalah like mysticism like Kabbalah like the received tradition are like body and soul the two of them need each other what's a body without a soul? it's a lump of lump of clay What's a soul without a body? It's just an orb floating in space without any way to actualize its, itself. Like we said over here, Anu Yordim Kfar it needs to be a body and a soul together, that creates an Olam Shalim. And when those two come together, shamayim shaku Yishaku heaven and earth kiss in that space, that's created through the, uni- the unification of Torah and Torah Shevap. Tov? Okay. What was the base? Comments, Questions? resonances yeah so the uh, the line from the Gemara from Megillah is that kind of uh, like the statement you were saying before about how everything is hinted in the Torah, or do you, would you like I'm trying to translate this yeah yeah Leika Ramiza Leika Ramiza de Lo, Leica, Leica Midi Deloramiza Baraisa is a Lashan that we also find in the in the Gemara. Uh the Gura Interestingly, yeah, the two of them are, are definitely, yes, they're, they're, they're somehow Ramiza in the Torah's motion. Um, the Grah, in his commentary to Pirkei Avos, amazing, amazing commentary, the Grah tries to show how all of the Mishnays of Pirkei Avos, because almost all the Mishnais of Pirkei Avos, never give a source. Like, how do you know, How do you know that that's true? You know? How do you know the Olam is omid al-shloshadvarn? How do we know these things? So the Grah says that the reason it's called Pirkei Avos, in fact, is a very famous uh, introduction from the Bartanura. Right? What does the Bar Tenura say? The Bar Tenura says that Pirkei Avos begins with Moshe Kibal Torim Misina and Miserli Yashua, Yashua That appears, this is the first, it's very good to see this inside if you've never seen it, you've never heard this before. The Bar Tenura writes in his commentary, his running commentaries to Shas, so he writes in the in the opening to Pirkei Avos, he says, why is this here? This should be the first mission of Brachos. We're already halfway through Shas. We did, uh, did uh, zraim, Moadim, Noshim, and now we're in towards the back end of the Nizikin, and this is where we're putting Moshe Kippel, Tor Messina, the and Mastari, This should be the first mission in all of Shas. What is this doing here? So he says, so amazingly, he says, nobody would ever think that Brachos was like Ironically, it's funny because Brachus is man made. Brachos is made rabbanon. At least that's what he basically paskin. But he would say no one would think that most of these instances kriyshma, these mitzvos that make up Moet, uh, all the, the, the mishnayos of, of zrachim, peya and truma and ma'iser and bikurim and all these different things, that's clearly from the Torah. That's clear. All of a sudden, you get to pirkei avos, and pirkei avos is like smile at people, you know. It's like maybe this is not so different than like Ben Franklin's Almanac or whatever that book you know like the the witticisms of yeah. some like philosopher or something like this is like the advice of just these nice rabbis you know be patient in judgment it doesn't sound like divine wisdom so he says so therefore the mishnah so have to begin with this statement of no 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 and these statements of these sages these are these are these are From the Torah. So the Gra writes, why is it called Pirke Avos? Because these are, in the same way we have Avos, Malachos, and Toldos. You shouldn't think that these are Toldos. You shouldn't think that these are things that came out of, these rabbis they studied a lot of Torah, and they developed a worldview based on the Torah, and so now they give like a basic theme. No, these these themselves are Avos. These are primary principles. And so the Gra is commentary to Pirke Avos shows, to the best of his ability, he was a and he was able, you know, he was quite capable, The gra, shows how every statement in Pirkei Avos has a source in Torah Shebech Sav. How each of the Memros, of the different Tanoim, who are saying the Mishnahis in Pirkei Avos, are all alluded to in a different Pasuk, or in a different place in Torah Shebech Sav. Because he wants to show how all of the teachings that are coming out of the Torah here here are really all rooted in their source in, in Torah Shebech Sav. And that's the Indian of Le Didelorimizah B'Raisa, or Kolmasha Talmud Vasek Asib Was Niten Al-Rosh Make sense? Anything else? Okay Bez Torah Shebaal Peh Muneches Ve'etzem al Shaluma This is such an important Sefer to learn Guys It's so important (laughs) It's like What is Torah? You know Mamish Torah Shibalpe Torah rests Beetzim Torah Peh can somehow be synonymous with the essential character of the nation of Israel. What is the Torah Peh in the maximalist sense of everything that's ever been written as a derivative of the Torshibsab? Every book on the shelf. Put together into a supercomputer somehow represents the total character of the Jewish people. It's like a synopsis, it's like a glimpse into the, the national character of the Jewish people. And this is true on a historical level, as your Abba can teach us. Right? If you study the if you study the Child's and Shuvos, if you study the, the Halachic uh, discourse. Going back and forth between the shach and the taz, and all the different, so you get a sense of what was going on, like in history, like what were the the norms of you know a particular uh, of a particular community within Amisrael. There's a historical element to that, but it's also true that it just it captures the spirit of the Jewish people. <speaking in Hebrew> so again, here of Cook is playing on both sides. Right? Read the, post, the read the, the sentence carefully. Torah Munechas Beetzim it rests within the essential nature, the essential essential Ofiyah, ofiyah means the character of the nation. And what, what can you say about that nation? That that nation, Matzah et it found its blessing. Alide Hagilo Mi Torah In other words, there is this inextricable link between the Torah Shav and Torah, so that the Torah Shibal Peh represents the character of the Jewish people in total which is somehow endowed and blessed with the energy, the spiritual energy that ascends out of the heavenly Torah of the Torah Shebech'sav. The two of them are, in the language of the Zohar, they're two friends that never separate from one another. Except when they do. As we'll see in a moment. In its revealed in its revealed state, when we look at the Torah in its revealed state, which is both seen in its halachic sense, in the sense that you would put a chumish on top of a Gemara, that's a, a revealed state, and also in, ten, in the sense of how we treat with reverence. We stand up when a Torah scroll enters the room, we don't stand up when a Gemara is entering the room. <speaking in Hebrew> In its revealed state, the Torah Palpeh is nemucha; it is lower than the Torah she'bichsav. The Torah she'bichsav enjoys a higher state of of reverence and a higher state of of spiritual kind of weight. Kiare, why is that? Because when we look at it, Haroshi Because the Gorim Haroshi, the primary Gorim, what's the co- Gorim? Because I would use the word catalyst, the primary catalyst, that will help us to find its paths, the pathways of the Torah Shaval the map of the Torah Shaval is primarily being uh, conducted based on the Torah The Torah is the map, and the Torah Shaval is the kind of offshoots that we kind of derive from it. Right in the same way. Um, The Gemara uses this terminology, Mi nitla b'mi. You ever see this this language in the Gemara? Mi nitla b'mi. What is compared to what? In other words, you always make the comparison to the the greater thing, and you compare the lesser thing to the greater thing. In simple terminology, if some kid in Oreito was an excellent golfer, he might say, Whoa, you are an excellent golfer. You're kind of like Tiger Woods. You're like Tiger Woods. Right? So you would say, that me, who is being who is being hung upon who? In other words, the greater one is the one who is being hung upon. You are hanging this second guy on the greater one. Whoa, you're amazing. You're like Michael Jordan in basketball. Because Michael Jordan is clearly way better than you. Mean me The Swaram Ecclesia talk about this in the context of Purim, right? Because we say that Yom Kippur is called Yom Kippurim. So the Swarim say, mean me which is which is the comparison, which is the real deal. So mean <laughs> it So what they in say? this what? What do they say? Yom Kippurim. Yom Kippur is only like Purim. That means that Purim is the archetype and Yom Kippur is uh, it's like Purim. It's not quite there. Right? <laughs> that really the Torshibhsav is the real deal, and Torshbalpeh is like some sort of derivative of the Torah Shibhsav. Now, normally the word yeches is spelled with the Samach, but Samach and Shin are very much interchangeable, especially in Rav Cook's writing. Unless I'm understanding it incorrectly, the, the relationship It is our approximation, our relationship with, our aspiring relationship with this awesome godly illumination in the way that the nation attempts to have some sort of relation with it, It's our attempt to have a relationship with that magama of all magamot. What's a magama? Trend. It's more than trend. Trend is okay. It's like the it's it's a synonym for the word tachas, almost. It's what we're trending towards. I mean, it's the end goal. The magama is like the, the goal in a certain sense. It is the magama of all magamot. It has, the reason why the word trend is, is not a bad translation, which you may have seen in a dictionary. Okay. The word magama is good because it is, it is the, it's more focused not on the end of the goal, but it is the journey towards that end. It is the trending towards, right? So it's the magama of all magamot. It is where we're headed. It's the destination of all destinations. With all of the, the netzach and the hod. Now, why is he using netzach and hod here? See, for of cook, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to say, I don't know. But For of cook, it's all dafka, it's not lav dafka. For of cook, it was all dafka. If he uses the word netzach and hod, so he's talking about, he didn't say. All of its teferes and its, uh, which would have we would have just been like, okay, yeah, t- whatever you say, like, whatever whatever you say, with all of its chesed and teferes. with all of its gvura ve, ve malchus, you know, like whatever you say, like, Netzach and Hod. So I don't know, I don't know, but I do know that Netzach and Hod, uh, I know this from several places, but I know that Netzach and Hod are the places from whence prophecy draws its light. In other words, the neviim are drawing. Their nevuah from Netzach and Hod, capitalistically. So, the nevuah, and even that which comes secondarily from nevuah, chacham adif Minavi, nachon. Aval, the chachamim who are drawing from that light of the first from the neviim. It's not from Tiferes. Tiferes is where the Torah draws its light from. Moshe, Torah, Moshe comes from Tiferes. Nevuah comes from Netzach and Hod, and Chachma comes from Malchus. Meaning the Gemara comes from, from Malchus in the netzach v'ahod sheb'olam mu'lemal shekol kolossam, all of the nevuah and all that, that incorporates toresh from where we're drawing this general light of toresh v'alpeh that is essentially making a claim that the toresh is higher than toresh where does toresh draw its light from? from malchus, where does Torshbirsav draw its light from? either from netzach v'ahod or possibly even tiferes In Os Aleph, he used the word Tiferes. Havhakas Tiferes chaya Chayaklalis. Here, he's already using the word Netzach and Hod. So, the Torah Shavuach, Torah Moshe, comes from tiferis. The Nevuah of the Nevim and the Ksuvim, Yirmiyah, Yechezkel, Yeshaya, Ovadia, Zephaniah. They're all drawing from Netzach and Hod. And Torah draws from Malchus. So, nu, So, which is higher? In its revealed state. It appears, right when it's come, when we're coming from when we're coming from the top down, it appears that the tiferes is first on the link, coming down from the top of the spheros, down into Netzach and Hod, and then eventually we get to Malchus. So in its revel- revelatory state, when we're sitting here at the end of time, looking backwards, it's like yeah, Malchus is lower than Netzach and Hod, which is lower than Tiferes. In its revealed state, it appears that all of the laws of uh, of Shas are coming from the psukim. So the Psut so, me nit me as we say. Aval, but is it is it so right to draw that like, comparison between nevuah through Netzach and, Hod and Tifer and like the Torah through Tiferes? Because wasn't the Torah also a form of nevuah just from Moshe Rabbeinu? Yes, but the Arizal says very clearly that Moshe Rabbeinu level nevuah being baas baklari is drawn from Tiferes, and all other neviim which really begin in earnest from Shmuel Hanavi. That's why he's referred to as Shmuel Hanavi. Right? Did, even though Yehoshua was a navi, but we don't call him Yehoshua Hanavi. He was a navi, right? There were many Neviim before Shmuel. Shmuel is called Shmuel Hanavi, specifically, because he is the one who opened the gates of Nevoa. He opened the gates of Nevoa, and the Arizal writes, what does it mean he opened the gates of nevuah? He was metaking the spheres of Netzach and Hod, and from there, people began to be able to... Uh, if you think that that's very mystical, so you could look in the Teferis Yisrael's commentary to Pirkei Avos, and in that Mishnah that we referenced before, Moshe Kibaltor Moshe Yisrael, Yeshua, Yeshua, Zikenim, Zikenim, Le Neviim. So there he says, Tiferis Yisrael writes, Moshe Kibotor, give it to Joshua. Yoshua. Yeshua to the Zekanim, he writes those are the Shoftim. Neviim, he writes, Midor navi ve that's when, that starts the Neviim. So Neviim is Shmoa Navi. Shmoa navi is when nevuah starts, and then there's a fundamental shift in how we're receiving the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu got Tferes, and then from there, Shmuel and is the one who begins with Natsach and Hodin, and from there, we go Vaiter. You yeah. said that Chachma comes from Malchus? Uh, meaning, when we speak of Chacham versus Navi. right? So, so, right? so, so we would say that mal Chachma in the sense of Torah, I didn't mean it as Chachma, yeah. as fira. Um, although there is a relationship because, again, I'll say these terms and you can look at them later and you, when you're older or when you learn more, but I'll still say them because it's important. No, you, why not learn the terminology? So we would say that uh, Chachma and Malchus have a very deep relationship in the way that fathers and daughters do. Chachma is called Abba, right? And, uh, and Malchus is called Barta. It's called the daughter. And in Sifri Kabbalah, there is this relationship between Abba and Barta. Abba is the Isoud in some way of of Barth. They go together. Okay, so uh, in uh, the reason why I'm even addressing that is because when we say Chacham Adaf Minavi, why are we using the word Chacham when really Torah Peh comes from Malchus? In the language of, of the Zohar, Malchus Pe. Malchus relates to the Peh, to the mouth, and Torah Pe always draws from Malchus. As does Tefillah. Tefillah and Torah Shavat Pe come from the same place, and Torah Shavatav is is more associated with Teferis. Adkan Kabbalah for now aval bitzura p'nimis when we're going from the bottom all the way back up and we're tracing it filtering it back up to the top bitzura p'nimis what does it mean p'nimis? means when you start from Malchus and you go inside you work your way back up it turns out that what? The keser and Malchus feed into each other so that really Torah which is working in this realm of Malchus is really rooted in the Kesser Elyon, in the highest will of Hashem. He's going to not speak so cabalistically here now. But if we think about it, why was the Torah Shebech that mysterious light of teferis that came down to the world through the agency of Moshe Rabbeinu, why was that even given to the world? It was given to the world because of the Jewish people. Yisrael the world was created in order to give the Torah to the Jewish people. It is only the Jewish people who are worthy of receiving the Torah. The Torah could only be given to the Och Haman, and the Och Haman is the Jewish people. The Mon was given in the S'chos of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Gemari says in Thomas. And Moshe Rabbeinu was embodiment of 600,000 souls of the Jewish people. Because Moshe Rabbeinu is the Neshama Kolelis of the Jewish people, the Torah was given for the sake of the Jewish people. When Moshe goes to receive the Torah from high, and the Malachim say, You're going to give the Torah to the Jewish people. Moshe says, Do you have parents? Do you have a Yitzhar? Do you, have a, do you ever kill people that you need an ear miklat? The Torah was given, was written for the Jewish people. And since the Jewish people are this, right, let's read it again. In its inner dimension, the Torah was given to the Jewish people because of some. The Jewish people and the Torah and Hashem are all one. This is the mistake that Haman made. It's a little early for Purim but we just mentioned it. This is the mistake that Haman made. The letters of the Aleph Bez can be written in one way. Aleph is written Aleph Lamed bey Bez is written Bez Yud Taf. Gimel is written Gimel Mem Lamed. Dalet is Dalet Lamed Taf. Hey all of a sudden, has two ways to write it. Three ways to write it. Excuse me. Hey Aleph, Hey Hey, Hey Yud. Two thousand year old farm. Three different ways to write it. Vav, three ways to write it. Vav Vav, Vav Aleph Vav, Vav Yud Vav. Back to Zion, one way to write it. Zion, Yud, Nun. The letters that make up Hashem, Yud is also, even though it's part of Hashem's name, is only spelled one way, Yud Vav Da'an. But the letters of, that make up Hashem's name, Hey and Vav, could be spelled three different ways each. Hey is again hey 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 aleph and hey yud. Vav is vav 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 alef vav and vav yud vav. Depending on how you spell that name, is different configurations of Hashem's name when you spell out Yud Kevav ke, in full. Now why am I? saying that? Because there's a Torah from Rav David Lollever. Rav David Lolliver says that the three ways you could spell the letter vav correspond to Kuchibiru Yisrael Vareisa. Kudshabriechu is vav aleph vav. Vav aleph vav is thirteen. Is echad is the yud gimel midas Echad is thirteen. Thirteen is the yud gimel midas which are some way of describing the the character traits of Hashem. That's vav aleph vav. Yudvav yud vav is twenty two. That's the twenty two osios of the Torah. I have to and vav vav is twelve. Is the is the shvatim? Is the shvatim? And this triangle of these three things together is, is this relationship between kuntshir yisrael and araisa. It's the three vavs. I'm not joking when I say that there are tzaddikim who said that that's how we eat because of the three it's the three vavs. That's the homentashin, because we're saying haman. Because what did haman say? Achashverosh you think you think that because the Jewish people are schluffing and they're not keeping the Torah, Yeshna mitzvos are not keeping the mitzvos, therefore they're not Roi to be uh, to be your nation. But Hashem said, no, because the Torah is higher, excuse me, the Jewish people are higher than the Torah. Right? There's no way to break that link between Kutchibhu and Araisa and the, and the Jewish people. It's all one subset. And even if it looks like the Jewish people aren't keeping the Torah, it's only in its hidden state. It's not true. They really, are, they really are connected. That's what he said. Why am I saying that here? Because I wanted to. Because anyway, I, I wanted to. <laughs> there's a ton of Debe Elia. I heard this from Avon Sukhuger when he came to Hask. I had the great privilege of being his meturgamon. He came to Hask. He spoke in Hebrew uh, to the staff and to some of the campers. Maybe four or five years ago. At this point, and he gave a shear and he spoke in Hebrew, and he would say a sentence, and then I would translate it into English. He'd say a sentence, I translate it into English. It was a big schuss. So one of the things that he said in that Shear is he said that there's a ton of Debe Eliyahu. It's part of the Medrash, ton of Debe Eliyahu, that discusses. I want to say maybe it's Parak uh, Parak something like that, around Parak Sixteen, Chapter Sixteen, maybe. So uh, Eliyahu Navi. Uh, runs into a fellow. That's a ton of the all these conversations with Elio He runs into some fellow and the fellow says, tell me, what's bigger, the Torah or the Jewish people? What's bigger? And so Elio says, people think that the Torah is bigger, but really it's the Jewish people that are bigger. Undoubtedly, Cook is addressing this over That it looks like the Torah is bigger than the Jewish people, but the Jewish people are actually bigger than the Torah because the Torah was given for the sake of the Jewish people. And he spoke about this in Hask. He said you know, there are people who spend their summers, uh, this is quasi-plug for Hask, uh, I don't know, I might be there this summer, I'm not sure. But he said there are some people who spend their summers learning in Ekole, and that's very beautiful. He said there are some people who come and they aren't being metapel in the Torah, but they're being metapel in the shorish of the whole Torah, which is Am Yisra itself. You come and you deal with these broken kalim of people who don't know how to the mamas can't uh, can't even go to the bathroom by themselves. They need someone to help them go to the bathroom and to shower them and to feed them and feeding tubes and all these things. He said he, he was machazik. The people who were who were, who were giving over they were moster nefesh to take care of the clientele of Camp Ask. He was saying you are being metapel in the Shoresh of Torah because the Torah is given for the sake of the Jewish people. And that this is this is a big Torah that we find, and people make this mistake that they think that they are the sum total of how much they've learned, or how much they are keeping the Torah, that doesn't mean that there's not zechar Onish. It doesn't mean that a person's not held responsible for tar- every Kazis of tarfus that they eat. Of course they are. But it also means that no matter how much tarfus a Jew eats, or no how many times they drive on Shabbos, or no how many times they violate the greatest isurim in the Torah, they are still Kodesh Kedoshim Am Yisra, which is higher than the Torah itself. Which is why they can constantly come back to the Torah over and over again. Let's just finish quickly, and then I'll take any questions. So, uh, it was given to the Jewish people because of their internal, highest segula. Segula means there's nothing which can be explained, and therefore it can't be taken away. This hidden, unfathomable charm of the Jewish people, this segula of the Jewish people, Torah min Aleihem that allows for the appearance, Hofaa is, is a concert, but it means an appearance. Uh, uh, an, the appearance of the Torah from Shemayim comes and rests upon them. The Nimtzeis Yona Yonah Baal Peh if you go up to the root, Torah is actually higher, because what is Torah It is the output of the nation. And the nation is the whole reason that there's Torah Baal to begin with. B'Shvili Yisrael shenikarishis, If you go up to the root of the Torah there you will find that in fact the Torshbal is higher than the Torah and then he quotes the again he ends, like I told you many times, he'll end the piece in Torsh in um in, in Torah with a quote from Chazal, Sofrim de Torah. Like Khazal say, the words of the sofrim, the words of the sages are even more beloved than the words of Torah themselves. Right? This is the Tzlach in the beginning of Kedushin. I don't know if you guys did it yet. <laughs> this is the Tzlach in the beginning of Kedushin. Why does it say Haisha yeah. be Why Kesef first? Mistama, the Pasuk says, Ki'ikach ish isha'u ubala," Right? When a man takes a woman for a wife and they have Bia together. That's the preferred or the biblical methodology for, for, uh, for consummating a marriage, for having kedushin. So the Tzlach says, why does the Mishnah list kedushin al-Yedekesaf uh, before Bia if the Pasuk says Bia explicitly in the Torah? So the Tzlach says, because the research Chavivan. Because the the in its root kesef, which doesn't have a clear makor in the Torah, it's learned that from some gezer Shelver, from an extra yud in the pasuk of uh, of ein, right? Ein kesef le, le adon zel, yesh kesef le acher. From this extra word letter yud in the word ein, ein la, So we learn out Kidush kesef, and because it's only alluded to, and it has, comes from a drasha of chazal, comes from the Jewish people themselves. Therefore, it's so from a and that's why we begin with that. Okay, so we'll have to pause here, and your session will pick up next time. Shukla.